Mail. Hola, hello, bonjour, ciao, sveiki. All of these are different ways of saying hello. And all of these languages are spoken at Arcos, a European university alliance that brings together seven universities spread across Europe. This is the Arcos podcast. This is Arcos Knowledge Pills, hosted by Gerhild Leljak and Pietro Osti. So welcome everybody to this new episode of Arcus Knowledge Pills, our little chat time together in the Arcus Galaxy or Alliance Galaxy. I don't know, Gary, the, the exact definition of our world. We, we change it a little bit. Uh, but galaxy is always fine. Hi, <laughs> Hi Pietro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for this new episode, uh, we have um, a guest from the University of Migno, uh, which oh. is Joana Azeredo. Welcome, Joana. Hello, thank you very much, Carol and Petro. It's really a pleasure to be here with you today. So you're the first guest from uh, our new member, University of Migno, and uh, we are very proud and happy to have you here. Uh, we also have Gerald an interesting topic, which has a quite complicated pronunciation, but we studied and we prepared, so it's bacteriophages. Perfect, <laughs> yeah. Maybe before starting into the topic, uh, Joanna, you can uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Okay, so I'm an associate professor with habilitation at University of Nino, and I teach biological and my biomedical engineering students. And my research activity is then also in University of Nino at the research center called the Center of Biological Engineering. And here I'm, I'm at the head of a research line, which is called the Health Biotechnology. And inside Health Biotechnology, I have my own research group which is focused on the use of bacteriophages uh, for different applications, mainly to tackle infectious diseases. All right, so thank you very much for this brief introduction. And you already mentioned our key word that we prepared ourselves to pronounce very often in this podcast, bacteriophages. Let's talk about them first. What is this? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> So they are viruses, actually, and the name comes from th those that eat bacteria. Actually, they don't really eat bacteria. Like all the viruses, they can enter into bacterial cells and they can kill the bacterial cells. So they are the viruses of bacteria, mostly. The name came from, from the fact that uh, when they were discovered, it was observed that the, the bacteria eventually explode and lies When they were discovered, they thought that was something that was eating the bacteria. So that's why they named uh, bacteriophages or bacteriophages. But they're not actually eating uh, bacteria, if I understood that correctly. What, what, what are they doing? They are not, because they are very, very small. They are 50 times smaller than the bacteria. So they are around 100 to 200 nanometers. So what they do, basically, it's like all the viruses, They can penetrate into the, the bacteria or even they inject their genomes into the bacterial uh, cells. And uh, the, the genome codes for information that uh, will manipulate the bacteria to build new virus particles. That's more or less how they are able to kill bacteria. And when they are assembled inside the bacteria, they have to be released and in order to be infecting other bacteria. So they induce the bacteria to produce some enzymes that will destroy their walls and they, the bacterial kind of explodes so that these new viruses formed from this DNA that was injected into the bacteria can be released to the environment 
and infect new bacterial cells. So these bacteriophages, um, they have a fancy names and they seem to have an interesting life too. What are your the focus of your research, of your work uh, with the bacteriophages? So because they do this, they can kill the bacteria. So they become very interesting to be used as a control agents to kill pathogenic bacteria. And because we are facing a tremendous problem related to the antibiotic resistance, and there are what is called the superbugs, they, they are really high virulent bacteria full of resistance, and they are very hard to combat with the, the traditional antibiotics. Uh, so these um, viruses can be seen as an alternative to uh, kill and to control infectious diseases uh, because they are really able to kill the bacteria. Of course, they also have some limitations in their usage. And what my group does basically is to try to see how these bacteriophages interact with bacteria in order to try to improve their activity against bacterial cells. And we are also doing genetic manipulation of these viruses to make them uh, super bacterial killers, more or less like that. <laughs> Sounds like uh, from a superheroes movie or something, but it's very real happening in, in Portugal uh, right now. So is that what's called uh, the um, uh, phage therapy, that you use uh, these viruses to have them destroy bacteria that are potentially dangerous and causing uh, infectious diseases? Yes, it is. Phage therapy is, the name means that uh, it's the use of phages to uh, treat diseases caused by bacteria and this is not a very this is not new this concept is even older than the the discovery of the antibiotics so before the antibiotics these viruses were used to treat infections but by that time there was not many knowledge about their uh, way of action because they are not living particles, but they are like almost behaving like living particles, you know, injecting their genomes, transforming bacteria. So it's a very complex phenomenon. And when they were used before the antibiotics, this phenomenon was not really known. So phage therapy was not, it was like empirically applied. And uh, it's not, it was not so scientifically sound as uh, when the antibiotics uh, were discovered and, and their mechanisms of action were very soon discovered. So the, 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 the use of antibiotics prevailed over the use of phages to control bacterial diseases. And uh, in terms of historical perspective, it's a very interesting topic because Uh, uh, after the discovery of the antibiotics, the Western world relied more on the antibiotics, whether the Eastern world, like uh, the, uh, Russia, Poland and Georgia, uh, they um, stayed with the, the phages and the phage therapy. And the phage therapy was even more um, developed in those countries, where, whereas in the Western world, we were more relying on the antibiotics. So now we are kind of joining the Eastern knowledge together with the Western knowledge. So to bringing or to making phage therapy again available and, and, and be used, especially when we are dealing with diseases caused by bacteria that are highly resistant to antibiotics. 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. And if I may, when uh, the science can combine even distant positions, uh, it's always good news. So uh, thank you also for that. And Joanna, you, you mentioned um, like a generic term diseases uh, many times. Are there some specific diseases that you are trying to, to fight with this uh, new kind of therapy? Yes. So we are calling, we are talking about diseases caused by bacteria. So they are actually infections called infectious diseases. And we have multiple infections caused by bacteria, uh, in, like, for example, an otitis, a wound, pulmonary diseases, osteomyelitis, all these kind of diseases that we treat with antibiotics. And, uh, and sometimes, well, when the antibiotics fail, it's really a problem and you can actually die of, uh, of an infection disease, it's like an otitis. Is something very easy to cure. And if you have a bacteria that is resistant to antibiotics, it's going to be very difficult to treat those diseases. So these are the targets for the phage therapy, mainly that that are not being able to be covered by the antibiotics. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, uh, this is a really a very exciting uh, a field that you're working in. Why are you personally interested uh, in this topic? Okay, so um, yeah, it's a it's a very nice question, not very easy to answer. But I was I always wanted to be a scientist. It's a, a child dream uh, because I was really very curious about nature and about how things happen in nature. Then my PhD was about biofilms. Uh, so biofilms are aggregates of bacteria, uh, and these biofilms are. Um, many times associated with chronic infections, like, for example, chronic wounds are caused by biofilms. So I was really very interested in this topic during my PhD, and I realized how difficult it was to control or to kill these biofilms with the antibiotics, because they, the antibiotics have some difficulties in penetrating these biofilms. You know, cells are not actively, metabolically active, so they don't respond so well to antibiotics. So uh, during my PG, I realized that it was very important to find alternatives or complementary um, ways of, of, of controlling these biofilms. So it, it was when I became interested in alternatives and the phages seems a very good option. Although uh, when I started, there was not many studies in the interaction of bacteriophages with biofilms. So I, I kind of was involved in the first studies and and yeah and and also my personal interest is because we really see our research or my research being directly applied to you know to solve something some problems some some health problem in this case and yeah and and this these things of antibiotic resistance is really a huge problem in the world and and, and you know researching into an area that can save lives it's it's i think it's very exciting yeah is, yeah uh, we can <laughs> we can see that from your smile uh, it's it's unfortunately uh, the people listening to the podcast they are don't but we can assure you that uh, uh, Joanna has a very passionate attitude so thank you also for that yeah we, we are used let's say we are used to to talk about viruses in the past years everybody is um, getting crazy about this corona stuff. So maybe this uh, new attention or this switch of uh, attention uh, changed a little bit the, the way you work and the way your team work too. Yes, um, it did because, well, we had to stop the lab work for 
you know, a huge period of time. So for the PhD students, it was not really nice. Uh, but we try to compensate by having more meetings, more often reading more, which was also good because sometimes we tend to go to the lab and do experiments and sometimes we don't reflect so much on what we are doing. So having this time to read, to think, to replan was, was, was really very, well, was not good, so good, but it was not so bad in that perspective. But now we are back to normal and the things are more or less all they were before <laughs> so yeah but there was one thing that this coronavirus uh, brought into attention was this fact of antibiotic resistance because then we we saw and we are having also a project on that that many patients that were suffering from covid and were in the hospitals particularly in the intensive care units they died of secondary infections uh, caused by bacteria and not exactly by the virus itself and, and those infections were very hard to treat when the, with antibiotics. So it makes even our researcher very important during this COVID crisis. Yeah, your research is definitely always going to be very important, especially since you mentioned the increasing resistance bacteria develop against antibiotics. Uh, what are your next steps uh, in closing uh, of this talk? Can you tell us a little bit what you're going to do next? What are the next steps ahead of you? Yes, so we are really focusing on, on the phages and the bacteriophage and the interaction of the bacteria. And there are many uh, things that we don't know yet what is happening. Uh, and there are many new tools that we have now available in the lab uh, that uh, we call the omic tools that we can actually know what is really happening molecularly when the phage is infecting the bacteria, what genes are being targeted, or how the phage is manipulating the bacteria as a host. And this knowledge is very important because we can, uh, with that, we can uh, find um, bacterial targets that can be used to control bacteria to replicate. So by studying how the phages interact with bacteria, we can discover other targets, other molecules that can be used as antimicrobials. But we are also focusing, and we had recently a grant, a Velakasha grant, and this grant is to try to build genetic manipulated phages that we call engineered phages, which are bacteriophages that have, as I said, superpower properties. So this is not really nice to say, but well, we are just <laughs> talking not not so scientifically, but uh, what there is some limitations in phage therapy, and we know uh, bacteria can develop resistant to phages, um, and uh, phages can also encode some genes that are can be seen as toxic. So what we are doing is removing the genes that have a known function, adding extra genes that will improve the capability of the phage to kill the bacteria, and also trying to tackle the problem of resistance. So that's what we are called, uh, we are engineering phage genomes to make them even more effective as native phages. Because phage therapy is done with natural phages, and we are trying to do you know, genetic manipulated phages. If this is seen as good because we are talking about GMOs and uh, there is some doubts in using it, but we know that the viruses in the nature, they are mutating all the time. So what we are doing is, is like accelerating nature in the lab 
So it's not, not really creating different particles, but changing a little bit their genomes to make them uh, acting better than, than the wild type strain. Yeah, you're right that the theme is uh, it, it's on the table, but I think the role of the scientists, uh, as, as you do and as you work to, uh, as your work group do, is to putting the things on the table. So we have to discuss and then to see if you do agree or if you don't. And I have to say that your work with this super heroes party cells it's it's kind of interesting to me that uh, so thank you for that thank you for your testimony thank you that was very very interesting yeah thank you thank you very much it was really a pleasure thank you have you taken your knowledge pill of the day be aware that possible side effects include broader perspectives deeper insights and an increase in your personal state of knowledge this is arcos knowledge pills To learn more about the Alliance and its activities, please visit arcos-alliance.eu.